Hey everyone, this is Allison. I want you to know that we're hard at work on our next episode of Fiber Nation. And this time around, we're talking about mummies and space travel. In the meantime, I want to tell you about a brand new show called The Knitting Nerdcast. It's hosted by my friend and colleague Hannah Baker, and it's a lot of fun. The first episode is all about Hannah's obsession with knitting in The Handmaid's Tale. And that's an obsession I totally get. A former boyfriend of mine told me I ruined The Matrix for him just because I went on about the drop stitches in Neo's sweater. If you like falling down weird crafty rabbit holes, you'll want to subscribe to The Knitting Nerdcast. Follow the link in the show description or just search for Knitting Nerdcast in your favorite podcast app. I'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode. Until then, stay safe and be sure to check out The Knitting Nerdcast. Andrea, I've brought you here today (laughs) because I really need somebody to nerd out about this knitting that has been distracting me from watching this show. Yeah, I mean, I'm like your girl to nerd out about anything, especially knitting. Yeah. But like anything. Hello. You are tuned into the Knitting Nerdcast, and I'm your knitting nerd host, Hannah Baker. This is the podcast where my friends and I go down really weird rabbit holes and nerd out about trivial and unimportant things that are related to knitting and fiber. They might be questions you have never thought of, or it's possible you were thinking about this yesterday. Today, I'm talking to Interweave social media manager, my coworker and friend of the Nerdcast, Andrea Lotz. And we are talking about the knitting in the show, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, dude. I only watched season one of that. Like I read the book and then I was like, too much? Yeah. Was it just too much? Yeah. It was uh it was not making me feel the good feels. Right. Right. It's not a good it's not a feel good show. Well, right. And <laughs> there's a place for shows that don't make you feel good, but you gotta choose but, them carefully. And you cannot binge them. No. You cannot binge watch them because that's what I've been doing. And I cannot follow the plot because I get distracted by the knitting in the show. Oh my god. And wait, what about like what about it? What okay? Do they even knit in that show? There is a character in the show that knits, but the first thing that I noticed was the main character wears this red knitted scarf. Like it looks like it could be a hand knit scarf, right? Different from her like handmade raiment of normal wearing, right? What does that word mean? Raiment, like her. I don't know, her like... Her garb? Uh, yeah, her like okay. red nun outfit. I'm going to need you to spell that word for me. R-A-I-M-E-N-T. <laughs> okay, new word added to my vocabulary. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate it. Right, so but different from her like normal red yeah. robe thingy. Right, so this character, the main character, they call her Offroad in the show, but her name is June. The right. actual character's name is June, right? You'll notice that she's wearing this knitted scarf... Over her garb, over her raiment, <laughs> and yes, um, none of the other handmaids in the show are wearing yeah, where she a get scarf that? like that, right? So I'm just I'm distracted and I'm looking at it, and I want to show you a picture of it so okay. you can see why it kind of intrigued me. That's not but it. They never show this character knitting. This character doesn't knit. I'll get to that. But she's wearing this scarf. Okay, so don't look at that picture either. Look at this picture. This is the scarf that she wears in the first and second season, okay. I want to say. Is that her with Margaret Atwood? This is a picture of yeah. Elizabeth Moss with Margaret Atwood. Atwood. 
that we're looking at. Mm. And love, those, love those ladies. Elizabeth is dressed as her character that she plays on the show, and she's wearing this red scarf. And if you can see, because you're a knitting nerd, yeah. if you think about the way this scarf was constructed... The ribbing is going widthwise instead of lengthwise. Yeah, I guess my at first pass, I just thought that was garter stitch. Okay. It looks like it's a really, really long scarf that doesn't have very much width to it. Like, it's not open, so I can't tell exactly. But if I had to guess, I would say it's like a foot wide by... 90 inches long or something insane because she wraps it and it's still very long it looks long and the ribbing so if you knit ribbing is knit to purl two on every row essentially and it and you can see it on machine knit sweaters like on the bottom of your sweater where it's kind of stretchy yeah um vertical columns right yeah they're and they're usually vertical so when you knit a ribbed scarf normally you're going to cast on the width Knit in the knit and purl in the ribbing pattern, right? The whole length of the scarf, so you're gonna get like vertical, like visibly vertical rib stitches. This scarf is like the flip side of that, it's like the ribbing is going side to side. So basically, and I don't like, I don't like that's not a thing. No, that's not a thing. So I think that the actual scarf that's featured in the show was definitely machine knit. Yeah. Because if you're going to hand knit this, I wrote out a pattern for it. I'm just going to say this. You are such a nerd. Yeah, because I see things, I see knitted things, and I want to know how it's made and how it's constructed. So you're going to publish this pattern? Yeah, I'm definitely going to publish this pattern. Cover project, right? Yeah. If (laughs) I published this pattern, this is for total knitting nerds right now. In the dystopian knits, in a knit story. Yes. Coming soon to a newsstand near you. Handmaid's Tale inspired (laughs) knits. Lots Um, of red and white. Right. Exactly. Let's not do that issue. <laughs> but if you were to hand knit this scarf, you would need to cast on, I joke, but like you would need to cast on thousands of stitches <clears throat> with really, really, really long circular needles. Or like chain your circulars together. To How would like you do a, that? Like, like just cast them on, but make like a super oh. needle. Yeah, you would need a super circular needles. You need a super needle. Mm-hmm. A super needle. Because you're going to, ca- you would cast on the length yeah. of the scarf and not the width like you would normally do. And then you're going to knit in the pearl or in the knit pearl rib pattern the the width of the scarf. Which so is that, like a foot. Which is about a foot. So <laughs> you're just going to be knitting really, really, really long rows for not very many rows. Does I that mean, make sense? Yeah, I did a shawl like that one time and you it did. was... Right. I feel like we get more satisfaction from seeing the rows, shorter rows, go quicker. Yeah, right? yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the worst project I've ever made, actually. Oh, man. That's Plus terrible. Plus it had, like, beads involved. <laughs> oh, so man. That's long all... rows of beads. Never again. It's a whole different ballgame. Right. So at least this doesn't have, like, beads. But no, right. I, uh, it's, it's still... Very, um, it's seemingly very simple, but really, if you were to make this exact one, that's how you would have to do it. Casting on and I was 10,000 stitches. Yeah, but essentially. That's yeah. my guess, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, I looked on Ravelry.com to see if anyone has, like, published... Yeah, that's like, what I always do. ...an Offred scarf. When I see, like a like, a 
movie or right film. you want to look it up and see if any replicate. other yeah. nerd has, exactly. has already engineered the pattern someone for almost it. always has there's nothing on ravelry for this what there's nothing okay, on does ravelry she, does she wear it all the time she doesn't wear it all the time she wears it a lot when it's very cold yeah that still surprises me because usually like every single garment every single thing every single character wears Mm -hmm. is like someone has made someone has has somebody has noticed and yeah said i want to publish that i want to put this you know inspired by whatever pattern up so other people can knit it i mean like things like the doctor who scarf you know that's a really big one my sister has one of those my mom made it yeah oh that's really nice was nice so, yeah, it just kind of like took me aback a little bit that there's like, yeah, nobody, that surprises but me. maybe nobody wanted to mess with it because they'd be like, oh, well, that would be a ridiculous pattern. Yeah. So then I kind of noticed when I was poking around at this, I just disclaimer, I've only watched two seasons of this show and I okay. think I have to stop because I'm freaking traumatized. But in another season, there's a photo you can see in this photo, yeah, she's wearing like... a red knitted scarf, but it looks like it was knit in the way that you would normally knit it. Yep. With the ribbing going vertical. It looks like teeny tiny yarn, though, mm-hmm. like right. really fine. Size zero, 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 zero needles. Yeah, like that scarf would take you <laughs> Which don't exist. hours and hours right. of very, very mindless knitting. But like just to say that. If you're not a knitting nerd, you're not going to notice that. You're not going to notice the difference in that. It's going to look like it's the same scarf. No, but I'm here thinking like, okay, yeah, that scarf is clearly much finer. How does she have one hand knit scarf, much less two? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. where did she get these? Who put in the countless hours to cast on those 10,000 stitches, Hannah? I am so glad you asked because this is what (laughs) I want to talk about next. Pause on that note. Put a pin in that. Okay. Because I didn't, it didn't click for me until last night. The other thing about this show that's really distracting to me is the character who knits does, she, she does her, she creates her pearl stitches in a way that I've never seen done. Like, but it is actually like resembling knitting. It's not just like stabbing two needles at each other in a vaguely... Right, which we have definitely seen yeah, in like, pop culture like before. Flintstone style, <laughs> yeah. like two needles right. floating in the air. No, she's, right. So she's actually knitting, but it's... Yes. What's, what caught you about okay. it? So the character is the commander's wife, who yeah. is basically yeah, yeah. always asserting her control over Offred, the main character. Yes. And if you're familiar with The Handmaid's Tale, you kind of, you know that it's like in this sort of dystopian future world where women are now considered like second class citizens on a very, very official systemic institutional level. But there are classes within the women, right? There are. Yes. Right. Oh, good point. Exactly. Yeah. And the character of the commander's wife has this history of being this like really strong woman, but now she's kind of in this position to where she's kind of helped perpetuate the society where she is second to her husband. Right. And I feel like it's it's really strongly symbolized in the fact that she is knitting all the time. You see her with her wooden knitting needles and they click clack real loud. Okay. It's like that's distracting and obnoxious to me when I'm trying to watch the show and I cannot I cannot I don't know what they're saying because I'm like Serena no one knits that loud, girl. I feel like, uh, like I said, I only watched the one season, but I feel like from what I know of that character, she's probably the type of character who would like 
have figured out how to knit as loudly as possible. Yes. In order to make a scene. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> and at one point, she even says that she doesn't like knitting. Like a little ways in, she's like, I don't even like knitting. Well, so she's, that I've, obviously doesn't resonate with me, but. Uh. Well, true. But I, I, the impression I'm getting is like she maybe feels a little bit forced to because knitting has, you know, in lots of different times been seen as women's work, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Sure. So maybe it's kind of an element of this society and she needs to stay in the home and she needs to create things by hand and all this. If she doesn't like it, why is she doing it? You know? Yeah. Like, has she tried? Has she tried crochet? No, I'm just kidding. Right, but yeah. she, I mean, like, you know. Right. What other? She's not doing any other sort of. And what need is there for knitting mm. in this, like, yeah. hypothetical dystopian right. future? Is there a, I mean, is it freezing cold? Do they need At times. I think it's, you know, garments? it's in Boston. Yeah, sure. Gilead is Boston, right. I guess. I think. I mean, again, I can't. So there's demand for. the details. <laughs> for can't be bothered. So and I guess there wouldn't be textile factories in Gilead. I and mean, I don't know, everybody's wearing all the same clothes all the time. Yeah. Like the handmaids all wear the same red outfit. Except the wives all wear this green same outfit. For these hand-knitted pieces that right. for some reason other than being the main right. character. Oh, and there are, there are points too when when they're following Serena's character and like there's this one scene where she is finishing up a, a knitting project that she's doing and she opens up this cedar chest. I have one just like it, by the way. Mm, Sad envious. note. Envious. Um, but hers is in way better shape. Um, she opens it up and she's got all these hand-knit baby stuff. She's oh, like obsessed yikes. with this idea of having a baby. That's so dark. She can't. And there's all this knitted baby stuff in there. So I feel like I'm guessing that when she's knitting, she's knitting stuff to get ready for a baby, Right. Wow, that like is like baby blankets. Rough, yeah. Um but I noticed at one point because I'm watching her knitting and she throws with her right hand, so you know, if somebody knits holding the working yarn with their right hand, we call it throwing. Right. And then if you knit holding it with your left hand, we call it what is it? Continental, Continental. knitting. There's another name for Which it too, one right? Are you? I I knit with my right hand with the yarn in my right hand, but I do like flicking. Does that yeah, yeah. I don't like drop the yarn and like yeah. do the whole big thing. I just go doot, 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 like yep. real quick. I don't know. What about you? Continental. Continental. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you purl when oh. you're doing continental? Well, if it's all purling, then I still hold it in my left hand. Do you wrap the yarn around the needle in any different way than? Yeah. I mean, I have my knitting right here. I can pick it up. Oh my yeah, God. Here. If you have a pearl stitch to do, I don't, but I can do one. Just do one for me, and <laughs> okay. I want to see. So Andrea right now is holding okay. up her project. So right, and so she is... I hold the yarn in front. Okay, right, and then I stab pearl wise, and then okay. I wrap okay. front to back. Okay, over and pull through. Right? Is okay. that is that... that is exactly the same way that I pearl. Serena wraps the yarn in the opposite direction. Back to front and over the needle. Let me think in my head. So she's holding the yarn in front <laughs> and she wraps it and she from wraps the back. It, she's holding it in front. She wraps it from front to back and then the yarn's back in the back like you would be knitting. She, but she's not purling because that's how I do purling. No, she's definitely purling. Or sorry, she, she's not doing ribbing because like if I'm doing ribbing, I would switch. Like I'd be doing knit and then I would seamlessly move the yarn to the front. But you're still going to wrap the yarn in the same direction every time. Front to 
back. Is that right? Or is it back to front? I do front, <laughs> front to back. Okay. Front. I think you're purling the same the way back. that I do it. But Serena wraps the yarn in a totally different direction. And my first thought was like, she's purling wrong. It. Like, she knits correctly, but she's purling wrong. And then I talked to Joni, oh. our super smart coworker, who's a knitting genius. Yeah. And she told me that it's not actually wrong. Joni is so egalitarian that way. Like, well, any, she's like anything, if it works, Joni is all about it. Well, she and I ex- love that about Joni. She explained to me technically what's happening with the stitch when you do that. Basically, when you, I'm not even probably going to explain this right, but I'm going to keep talking to her about it because she's kind of doing some research for me right now to see if people are talking about this because she was there, there's nothing on Ravelry about it and she was kind of surprised is um, she gonna like start a thread about it and start the pot I hope so let's do it <laughs> let's just get into it but she said that sometimes when if like a continental knitter is purling they it's harder to wrap the stitch normally like you would but it's easier to wrap it with the yarn going the other direction. But what you're doing is twisting the stitch. I just discovered that. And when you go back, you did? <laughs> as I was by playing doing with it, it? Yeah, as I was playing with it, I just was like, oh, that creates a twisted stitch. But then you fix it by, on the next row, if you're right. knitting, you knit into the back of the stitch to turn the stitch back to the right direction. What? I, yeah, no, people do that. Um, and people do that, like... Yeah, as a matter of course in their knitting, but no, I definitely do it the other way. I yeah, I'm trying it now to see if I think it's you, actually easier. I guess I can see. But do you ever like look at that and like literally try to pick apart like how somebody's doing knitting wrong when you see yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely hugely <laughs> like I'll pause it and be like, "What are you Wait, doing? What are you doing? What even are you?" Is so, that- that's crochet. Dang it. Yeah, exactly. Like you're what how are you knitting a crochet piece that doesn't even work? Yeah. Which happens sometimes. Huge pet peeve. But she it's just like it just caught me so off guard. But Serena Joy is a combination knitter. That's what it's called. Yeah, girl. <laughs> it has a name. You knit that combo. And then <laughs> you knit that combo, girl. Mm-hmm. Whatever works. Last night when I was poking around in this, it finally, like, dawned on me that, like, duh, Serena Joy would have knitted this scarf. If Offred is the only one of the handmaids with, a, with like, a seemingly hand-knit scarf, Serena Joy would have been the one to make it. She wouldn't have made it for Offred. No. She would have made it so that whoever Offred is at the moment it so, is stays healthy in the cold. So that her little baby incubator. So her little, yeah. It's nice so it's and like, warm. It's all about Yikes. making new people. And that's so weird because usually when you give someone a knitted gift, it's like very personal. It's like, I knitted right. this for you. Right. Like, I was thinking of you with every one of the thousands of yep. stitches. But it's like the opposite. It's like, I was thinking of your role. And it's possible that the offered before June yeah. was wearing the same scarf. No, I bet. Like, yeah. totally a chain of. Same scarf wearing. Right. At which breaking this down, you could pull you can pull some serious themes out of this with the knitting in this show, even though they never well, they don't like point out her scarf. They don't really talk about the knitting unless Serena is knitting kind right. of thing. There's a scene that like totally messed up my brain the other night in season two 
that I want to show you. I want to show you a clip from oh, it. sweet. Um, and to set it up for you, what's happening in this scene is Serena and Alfred, who are constantly at odds in this show, and yeah. they're always trying to assert power over the other, um, over each other. And in this scene, Serena does it with her knitting explicitly. And there's a third character in this scene who is a very young girl who was married to somebody that works for this family. And this is Serena using her knitting to show that young girl how to assert her power over handmaids. I'm so excited. Hold on a second, nerds. We're going to take a quick break. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play this clip for you. So they're sitting at a table. That's Serena. Yes, Serena. She just threw her knitting needle on the ground. And the girl reached down to pick it up. So now Offred's thinking about, oh man, do I really have to get up and pick up this dumb knitting needle? When she was standing right there. Yep. She picks up the knitting needle. And she hands it to Serena. Serena takes it. And now she's walking back to her seat. Now you try. She offers it to the young girl. Don't you want to run a household of your own one day? Yes, Crispy. Go on. So she's to learn. Blessed is the teacher. So I'm gonna stop it right there. Basically, this young girl, I think she's 15, and she's already married off to this guy that works for them. So she drops the knitting needle Mm -hmm. on the ground, and there's this, like, really tense moment. And I think the young girl doesn't even, like, want to do this. She, like, it's not who she is at all. It's very tense and uncomfortable. She's conditioning. She's starting to condition her. And so Offred's response to kind of, like, assert her power back is, I just felt a cramp, so probably wouldn't really be good for the baby. And Uh, that's how she gets out of picking it up and not being punished for it is because like the baby is like her protection in that way. That's a really interesting dynamic. But I've I've watched the scene like four times because I was like there. This is a literal kind of representation of the power that she's using that she's trying to use. And it's done with knitting. Yeah. And it's so interesting that like. You know, it's a woman of leisure and power who's knitting rather than like a working class woman who's knitting. Mm. Um, Like she's like, oh, I have all this free time to be knitting, but not enough free time to pick up my own damn knitting needle. Right. (laughs) Right. And it's just like a game to her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the, yeah, the coldness that she was like, now you try it. It's like, Mm -hmm. it, it almost like, it's like, it's the like. So opposite the warmth of, like, teaching someone to knit. Like, now you try it is so warm. And, like, the now you try ostracizing right (laughs) this lady is, like, so cold. It's that juxtaposition, like you said before, of normally you think of hand-knitted stuff as, like, filled with warmth and and thoughtfulness and all this stuff. But it's just – she's just cold. It's like this weird it me- it messed with my brain. I'm like, what are you what are you doing to my knitting, Hulu? What are I you know. <laughs> like it's I'm kind of used to seeing knitting portrayed as something 
so wholesome and so um yeah so like uh being the thing that binds people together or Mm -hmm. the thing that you know generations are passing on to each other rather than being something that's so like um yeah so classist and so yeah dude so this is for this is for me not for you yeah and that's so not what knitting is about knitting's for everybody right it's just it's kind of weird and gross and i don't know if i can keep watching the shows like specifically because of that no i (laughs) and other things obviously it's it's distracting and obviously you uh (laughs) are down a pretty serious rabbit hole here yeah i it won't (laughs) end like the rabbit hole doesn't end for me um for instance i googled offered scarf a a bunch to see if i could find images and things and there's something on etsy that's like handmade red scarf and that's not the scarf at all no that's that looks woven to me it's like a woven red scarf a pashmina i don't know so it looks way different because it's like clearly not that's woven yeah that's woven but i think the other handmaids wear red scarves that are like that that aren't hand knitted yeah exactly like hers is extra special yeah right that's what they ha- they all have their like mass produced like yeah garment and then she has yeah. this special extra touch but it's not special oh my god not special you're right not for her right because she's not special in the from the perspective of the commander and his wife you know mm-hmm. aside from the fact that she's she can make babies happen uh, anyway that's really depressing um yeah, kind of <laughs> brought me down a little bit Ham. i'm sorry i didn't i really didn't mean to i just wanted to talk about the knitting but you were telling me that you stayed up really late last night watching something that had yeah hand knitting in i it. was uh speaking of catching up on shows that have been out for a long time mm-hmm. i'm catching up on outlander mm-hmm. love hating it you know okay the um I love I loved the books. I love Scotland. But the uh the show has some issues that are not about knitting, so we're not gonna get into that. Okay. <laughs> but but she's learning to knit at one point. There's okay. this cool scene where her nephew is like berating her for not knowing how to knit, Rude. which I love. No, I love it because he's like, You don't even know how to knit? Like what do you do for like stockings in the winter? And she's like I buy them because she's a time traveler, but he doesn't oh. know that, so she can't tell him that. So she just stares at him. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, so she ends up learning how to knit, and uh, there's this great scene where she's like alone in her cabin, like trying to learn by herself. Which before YouTube, how would you do it by yourself? Right, right. <laughs> you drop a stitch and you'd be lost. That's but re- she looks appropriately <laughs> frustrated, and I, being a similar knitting nerd to yourself mm-hmm. did pause and make sure that she was holding the knitting needles in a way that actually would result in the creation of cloth. And she was, she was. Yes. Okay. So somebody hopefully was on set. Yeah. Like, are no, there that's what knitting I, no, directors? So on... this is what I wanted to ask you. Like, oh do you think that if, so like, okay, so if an actor doesn't know how to ride horses mm-hmm. and they get on set and they get on a horse and their equestrian expert is like, wow, you look like a noob. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably they can do something about this. Right. And it's, you know, horseback riding is something you can't get away with not knowing how to do. Like, you wouldn't be cast in a role if you didn't know how to horseback ride or, mm-hmm. or couldn't be taught or, in a right. reasonable enough time. Knitting, no one seems to care. Right. They're like, oh, whatever, just throw some yarn in their hands. No one's going to be paying attention. So I really appreciate it when a show like Outlander does 
take time to pay due attention. Right. And they have this other scene where they're like, um, they're doing walking, W-A-U-L-K-I-N-G. So like when you finish cloth, you have to do this process to it in order to make it waterproof. So in Scotland, super important because you're going to wrap it around (laughs) your body and it's going to keep the rain off of you. Mm -hmm. And keep your fine hairdo looking fresh. <laughs> so the best way to waterproof um, woven cloth is with urine. <laughs> because oh, uh, if you leave your urine out for like a long time, it um, evaporates. And what's left is, I think it's uric acid, but ooh, I wouldn't like to be quoted on such a thing. Okay, we won't but hold you to it, but we'll look it up. It's a compound that when you uh, pound it into your finished cloth, it like the result is that it creates like a felted waterproof, like awesome cover or like kilt or aeroset or whatever that is now totally waterproof. Okay, I have a question about this. Yeah. This is so interesting and gross. I love it. Wool is like naturally waterproof. That's like right. a part of wool. So. so it's not so much waterproof as Wool is still insulating when it's wet, mm-hmm. so um, it doesn't actually keep the water necessarily off your skin. It sort of does. I mean, if it has the lanolin still okay. intact, mm-hmm. it would sort of wick it away a little bit. Right. But, um, so to get a truly waterproof, like Scottish Highlands level okay. waterproof, you gotta women use would your be pee like collecting. Yeah, they'd be like collecting their pee communally, and then they'd be like, "All right, we're coming up on walking day. Everybody got your urine." And then they'd all get together in a, like, house or shed designated for the purpose because it would be smelly. Or, or outside, you know. And they would have, like, it's like a big trough or a table or some sort of hard surface. And everybody grabs the cloth and you, like, treat it with the urine compound. Are they wearing gloves? It. No. Ugh. <laughs> okay. It's it's semi-sterile. I don't know. It's... I guess that's true. I wouldn't want to touch it, but. Yeah, I'm sure it smells so bad. I kind of want to try this. I'm going to be completely honest no, it, with you. And what's really cool about it is that everyone from the community gets together. I, when I say everyone, I mean all the ladies yep. from the community get together and they're like pounding the cloth together communally. And they sing these songs that sound like totally like crazy. Um, like they're, they're called walking songs. And there's this like guy, Norman Kennedy, that still is like a huge progenitor of these walking songs. And I'm a huge fan of his and sounds like we need a whole other episode to talk yeah, about norman absolutely. kennedy do but, you sorry go ahead yeah <laughs> what i was really trying to say is i appreciate that they take the time to yeah. depict obscure textile traditions i want to know if knitting teacher in hollywood for the yeah. sake of filming accurate knitting is a real job knitting teacher to the stars knitting teacher to the stars uh, I have someone that I can ask about that potentially. Okay, I want to know. Do you think that I would like um, Outlander more than The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Okay, so should I just switch and start watching that? Yeah, sure. If you okay. if you need a show to yeah, I had to give to up on through. it. I had, to, I had to give up on it. It's too it's too sad. I I kind of want to see if I can gonna, make an offer at Scarf though. Yeah, I can tell you right now the thing that's going to bug you about. The Outlander uh, knitting. What what rabbit hole you're going to go down? Okay, and it's the the chunky knits. Yeah, right. In Outlander. Everyone's wearing these like luxurious chunky knits, mm-hmm. and they look great on camera, and they're very enviable. And so many knitters, as we we're talking about on mm-hmm. Ravelry and elsewhere, have 
made just about every garment right. slash shawl. I remember when that was super popular when the show yeah. like kicked off and then there was that top that Katniss wears in the Hunger Games oh, movies yeah, that everybody yep. went nuts over. And then what other what other types of Harry Potter knits. Harry Potter things. Yeah, fandom knits oh. are a whole Here's a real Not nerdy a example. Um, have you seen A Quiet Place? I haven't seen it. I can't do horror. Okay. I will not give you any spoilers. I yeah, wasn't really into that movie either. It's too, it, but... If there's no dialogue, I'm not going to – I'm knitting. I'm not going <laughs> to be watching. But there's a point in the show where the couple um, are both wearing obviously like hand-knit sweaters. And I was on a date when I saw this movie and I stopped paying attention to the, to the, to the movie and I'm looking at this red sweater that was the guy's character's sweater, but then she's wearing it later. Right. Um, and I'm like, I think that that sweater was knit in Brooklyn Tweed shelter in the Long John's colorway. Needless to say, wow. me and this guy never went out again. So, yeah. See, if I had been on the date with you, I'd have been like, right. yes, second tub of popcorn. Worth it. <laughs> We just need to have a Knits marathon, a Knits TV show and movie marathon and, you know, a Christmas a Christmas story. <laughs> That's full of, like, really cool vintage Knits that I want to make patterns, you I know, inspired by. A Christmas story? No. What's the Christmas movie? Jared, what's the Christmas movie with the kid? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a Christmas story. Christmas story? Yeah. With the, um, the leg lamp? Oh, I've seen the leg lamp, but I've okay. seen the movie. Girl, it's a classic. I don't really like Christmas movies. Okay, that's fair. The knits, though. Yeah, the knits. I'll watch anything for the knits. So clearly, there's a lot to talk about with knitting in movies and TV shows. Like we just kind of touched on the bare, just total surface level just what we're stuff. Watching right just now. what we're watching right now. But I know that there's a ton more examples out out there. We started with a handmaid's tale and we've gone in a whole other direction. I think we could probably start a forum discussion on Ravelry about this. I feel like we need to get people on this. We need other knitting nerds looking at the hand knits that you see in Handmaid's Tale in Outlander in A Quiet Place, please someone tell me if that's Brooklyn Tweed yarn in the Long John's colorway because I really think that it is. <laughs> I um, definitely <laughs> want to know if uh, if a knitting instructor to the stars yeah, is a job yeah. and how can I get that job? Totally. Well, let's throw that call out there. Right. And uh, we'll put as many photos as we can on our website about the stuff that we're talking about. So you know what we're talking about if you've never seen the shows or movies that we are talking about. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we might be talking more about Hollywood knitting stuff in the future, but this was a fantastic eye-opening conversation. Yeah, if you ever want to so, nerd out, Hannah, I am uh, just a cubicle away. You are welcome to come nerd out with me anytime, because this was a ton of fun. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. So, see you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember, you can follow the link in the description to our website where we'll have lots more information about this topic. If you like the show, please tell a friend, leave a review, spread the word. The Knitting Nerdcast is a production of Golden Peak Media and Interweave. It's hosted by me, Hannah Baker, and produced by Jared Mayer. Shout out to Andrea Lotz, Jen Ryan, and Laura Holslander for their contributions. This episode was recorded and edited by Evan Rutherford and Jared Mayer. <laughs>